Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts, especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributors. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Quakers care a lot about authority. It's a central concept to us, but it's not one that we talk about explicitly very often. You may know that there's um, an acronym that Quakers like to use to talk about our values, and the acronym is SPICE. Simplicity, peace, integrity, community, um, equality, thank you. And none of those are authority, and yet, um, in our meeting, we put together some advice and queries. I think we have maybe four of them, and one of them is on authority. Authority is something that matters to Quakers. It's part of our um, narrative that we tell about ourselves. George Fox, um, when he was still very early in his ministry, was traveling around England, and when he got to Nottinghamshire, he decided to go into the steeple house, into the, the local church. And um, as is often the case, there was a confrontation. George Fox writes in his journal that when he entered the steeple house, the congregation to him looked like fallow earth, and the priest in his pulpit like a great lump of earth above it. I love that. <laughs> so Fox sits there and the, the pastor, Pastor Lumpy, I like to call him, um, Pastor Lumpy chose as his text um, this line that um, there is a sure measure of our faith, that the word gives us a sure measure of our faith. And the pastor went on to explain to his fellow congregation that this measure is in fact the scripture, which inspired George Fox to stand up and say, no, wrong. <laughs> um, it is the spirit. The word is the spirit. The, sp and the spirit is what gave forth the scriptures and the spirit is the measure of our faith that we use. And People heard what George Fox had to say and they wondered what the appropriate response would, would be and they decided that grabbing him and throwing him into prison was, seemed like a really good idea. So they threw him into a, into a prison and George Fox writes, this place was so stinky, it was so smelly, it smelled so bad that being there was annoying to him. <laughs> and I thought, interesting that you should use the word annoying because I think that the people who put you there we're thinking of the same word when they put you there. <laughs> this, is, this is such a central script to who we are as Quaker. This kind of story is repeated over and over again. And in this story, we have somebody like George Fox, just a person off the street, somebody coming in and challenging the authority of, of the pastor, of the person who is wearing the right clothes, 
clothing, standing in a place of authority, George Fox comes in and challenges the authority. And he challenges the authority of scripture based on the authority of spirit. This is so part of our narrative as Quakers that we challenge outward authority based on inward authority. Because Fox felt led to speak, he spoke, even though he didn't have the right hat, didn't have the right title, wasn't standing in the right place. He challenged authority because of something that was inward. He challenged the outward authority. Same thing with scripture. Scripture, as an outward authority, is challenged by the inward authority of the Spirit. You don't know what the Scripture means unless the inward authority of Spirit informs and illuminates what those words mean. This is so Quaker, this is so part of our story, that we feel most like Quakers when we're doing this kind of confrontation. (laughs) This is what feels like being a Quaker to us, is when we get to use our inward authority to challenge some outward authority. We love it. We want to challenge the outward authority of earthly powers. You know who I'm talking about. (laughs) We feel like Quakers when we confront polluters, corporate criminals, and bullies of every kind. We want to take them down. Not using violence, but using the power of our inward authority. We want to confront them and we want to shatter their sense of complacency in their own authority by revealing a deeper authority that undermines the very things that they're saying. We love this as Quakers. This is the script that we want to follow. And it's a pretty good script. We've done some pretty good things with it. But the danger is, Because we love this script so much, we can decide to use it on one another. And you can actually see this happening in Quaker business meetings. I've been in Quaker business meetings, um, not just in this community, but in the yearly meeting, in other churches, in Quaker organizations. I've been to Quaker business meetings, and what sometimes happens is this. The committee on mowing the lawn comes to the business meeting to give their report on the purchase of a new lawnmower, and suddenly that committee is the outward authority who is purchasing a lawnmower, and there'll be some Quaker in the room who, based on their inward authority, will need to challenge the outward authority of the lawnmower committee. Have you thought about this? Do we really have the right um, lawnmower if if it's a resource extraction lawnmower? You're laughing because it's true. (laughs) There will will be a point in a business meeting where, where we fall into the narrative that what it means to be Quaker is to challenge the authority of somebody who's claiming authority for themselves and undermine that with some inward authority that's going to break everything open and God's God juice is just going to leak out over everything and it's going to be amazing. But it, it, it doesn't actually go that way. And what winds up happening is um, people often feel very disempowered by the process because they think they've accepted responsibility for something and they do the work and then they show up and all of a sudden everything is back to square one and every decision can be renegotiated. And it it becomes painful 
for people to do this and people stop taking on leadership because they've had this experience and they decide, I just don't want to do that anymore. If it's going to get re-argued from step one at every business meeting, let's just turn it over to the business meeting and let people argue from step one. I've been thinking about all this for quite a while and I think that part of what's missing is a commitment to love one another and to see that as even more than, the, than our Quaker pattern of challenging one another, seeing, seeing this idea of loving one another as something even more essential. I kind of mentioned this a little bit last week, but for a long time when I would put the bulletin together and there was a business meeting on the schedule, the way I'd set it up would be to say, here's your chance to experiment. This is about the work of discernment. And you're going to be in a, in a room with maybe 30 other people all sharing in the work of discernment. We're going to have a decision to make. And you get to do that work of discernment along with everyone else and kind of develop that skill, develop that muscle, that, that spiritual muscle in your spirit of how do I do this discernment. And you will get the feedback of hearing how other people are discerning. And so you have this chance to do this experiment and get feedback from others about what their experiment looks like and we'll do this work together. It's pretty standard, nothing too controversial there in talking about how the business meeting works and, how, and why it is that you're invited. But I think in setting it up that way, we might mistakenly set it up to, be, to, to kind of underscore the potential for conflict or to see our conflict um, not, not to create the conflict, but to see our conflict as that's what this is about. That really what the, what the business meeting is about is figuring out who's got what right. And I, I mean right as in correct. Who, which one of us has what part of this whole thing correct? And how do we confront one another with the piece of truth that we have until there's a big enough piece of truth or we all just get exhausted enough that we agree and things move forward based on, on that platform? That's not the best process. Those, that's not the kind of Quaker business meeting that when we walk away from, we think, this is why I want to be a Quaker. The business meetings that we walk away from thinking, this is why I want to be a Quaker, is when we actually remind ourselves, the only way I can have the most complete picture of the truth is if I listen for the truth that someone else is bringing. And so it's, it's not about confronting. It's about listening in love. Because listening for how God is speaking in the words of someone with whom you disagree, that requires an act of love. The only way you can do it. The only way you can say, I don't, I don't like your conclusion. That's not where I want things to go. But I'm going to trust you enough. I'm going to trust God enough to believe that there's something that's God's spirit at, that's at work within you. And that's part of why you got to where you got to. And I'm going to trust that enough to keep drawing you back to that place and asking you, how, how is God's spirit at work in you? That process of listening and calling each other back to how is God at work in you? What is, it, what is the activity of God in your heart that's leading you in the direction that you're going? That work is... 100% the work of love. So from now on, when I put together the bulletin, I'm not going to say, um, this is an invitation for you to come and do the work of discernment. It is that. 
But it's harder than that. Because what I'm really saying, what I really want to say is this is an opportunity for you to come and do the work of love. And that means learning how to listen to the people who are saying the things that you don't want to hear or saying them in a way that's harder for you to, in, to take in. It's like, why did you have to say it that way? Well, that's how they said it. Can, can you listen in love to get past it? to get past that, to what is it that's going on in this person's spirit that brings them to this place so that we can listen for God together in love to come to some sense of unity. This feels really important to me for us as a community, for us as we think about being part of a larger Quaker community. Doing this work and building within ourselves the skill of listening in love is going to be essential for us to get where we want to go, to a place where we can say, I'm, this is why I want to be a Quaker. This is the work that I'm called to do. I invite you to think about this work today because this is a business meeting Sunday. This is an opportunity for you to come and do the work of listening in love. How do you discern when it's time to confront outward authority with a deeper inward authority in a way that is clearly confrontational, maybe even aggressive? In the tradition of George Fox and other fiery friends that we have known and loved throughout our long history. And when do you discern that it's time to listen in love for how those with whom you disagree may be led and speaking from a place of God's presence. And, it, and it's hard for you to get there, but you're committed to doing that work. What does that look like in your experience?